0: Baseball lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddy. What's up guys, it's Tristan here back for episode 84 of the Grounds Crew podcast. Today is Thursday, February 21st. We're about a week into spring training. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Position players have reported. We're about to start some games soon. And the first big domino of the free agency market finally fell. You know, about four months after it was supposed to. But, it's true. Manny Machado has signed. We'll give you guys all the deets on that. As well as some other stuff that's going on around the league. But first... We're going to give you guys a little behind-the-brand stuff. Our boy Josh, the head of Baseball Lifestyle, the face of Baseball Lifestyle, is on his way. Or I suppose he's already there. He's in Arizona right now, staying with Team BL 101 member Chase Darno, our guy. Member of the Texas Rangers, I might add. So Josh is going to be out there all over Arizona, hitting some of the camps. Uh, Definitely the Rangers camp for sure. Checking on Chase. Our boy Matt Davidson. So he's going to be out and about. You guys are going to want to keep an eye on Baseball Lifestyles Instagram. Keep an eye on where he's going to be. If you guys want to meet Josh, he'll be out there. He loves to meet all you fans. So keep an eye on the Instagram. I'm sure he'll be posting a ton of content on there this coming week. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, spring training is always a good time, good vibes. So I'm sure he's going to have a great time out there. And definitely... Show up and say hi if you're around. Now what's going on in the big leagues? Manny Machado has signed with the San Diego Padres in what is now the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. Machado has signed on to play in San Diego for 10 years and is set to make $300 million. I mean, anybody that was worried that baseball players are going to start to get underpaid I think that kind of puts that to rest. I mean, some of these guys aren't making quite what they were a couple years ago, but you can't say that manny's being underpaid. You can't say he's being overpaid. I think this is just right. He are he deserves this, he earned it. He's one of the most talented players in the entire game. And I'd say he definitely earns what he got. Or what he got. It's big boy money. He's getting the years he wanted. And He's getting to play in sunny San Diego. I mean, some people are probably going to be like, oh, he's not going to make the playoffs. He just signed on to make the money. But if somebody was going to offer you $300 million to play in the city of San Diego, probably one of the nicest cities in all of America, yeah, I'm going to take that deal. I mean, who wouldn't? He had the choice basically between the Chicago White Sox and the San Diego Padres. Both of those teams are kind of rebuilding teams. They're not going to be ready for a couple years. You could argue that the Padres are a little bit closer because they do have one of the best farm systems in the league. In fact, they have the very best. So people who are saying that they're not going to be good ever, maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe they did the rebuild right this time. But I'd choose the city of San Diego over Chicago any day. Sorry for any of our Chicago fans out there, but I like the beach. And San Diego has plenty of those. So... And I know Petco Park isn't the best hitter's park in the league. It's more known as a pitcher's park, so that might take a hit on some of his numbers. But it's also really nice. I think Petco Park is one of the nicest stadiums in the entire league. So, all in all, I totally respect Manny's decision. I mean, reports are even coming out that Chicago wasn't willing to go near that $300 million mark. So he wanted more money. San Diego Padres gave him more money. And... He signed with San Diego Padres, you know, and he also has an opt-out after the fifth year. So if things aren't working out, rebuilds kind of didn't go as planned, sick of losing. He's been doing it his whole career in Baltimore, doing more of it in San Diego. He could opt out, test the open market, try and put a championship on that resume. But, you know, I doubt he'll get more money. He'll be 30 years old, so he'll definitely still be in his prime, but they have him locked up for quite some time for a lot of money. I doubt he turns that down. And it's good a deal for the Padres, too. They definitely didn't overpay or anything. It's a 26-year-old superstar. He's a four-time All-Star. He's a two-time Gold Glover. He has a career two eighty two average, 175 home runs, 513 RBI, and a 33.8 w- WAR. Those stats would be even higher if he didn't have that crazy knee injury a couple years back. It was kind of a freak knee injury. I wouldn't be concerned about his longevity. And like I said, they have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. It's headlined by Fernando Tatis Jr., who we talked about plenty of times. He's the number two prospect in all of baseball. He'll be up in the big leagues soon. The number 15 prospect, Mackenzie Gore. I don't know if he's ready this year, maybe next year or the year after, but he's has the potential to be a frontline starter, and I'm sure they aren't afraid of going out and getting a big name guy if they have to, if that's gonna what, what's gonna do it for them. And the number twenty three prospect, Luis Urias. Those are just the top three. They have plenty more guys that are very talented. Tatis and Arias are expected to be Major League ready this year, rounding out what could be one of the best infields in the league already, if not in the near future. Hosmer, Arias, Tatis, Machado. That's a pretty sick infield if these guys level up to the potential. I mean, Hosmer, you know, he's not, I wouldn't say he's really even top five first baseman in the league, but he's definitely an above average first baseman. Arias is one of the top second-base prospects in all the league. And Tatis is just a special kind of prospect. He's going to play shortstop. I doubt they are going to want to move over. I mean, I think they already said Machado is going to be playing third. Tatis is five-tool talent. He has the potential to be a superstar. You put him next to Machado, that has the potential to be one of the best left sides of an infield in all the league. I mean, these guys are both uber-talented. So they're putting themselves on a nice track. I mean, they just added an MVP caliber player to accelerate the rebuild, and all they had to do was give up money. They didn't have to give up assets. They just had to lock this guy down for a long time. And you know what? That's fine. They don't really have a ton of guys locked down for a long time, and this is a centerpiece. You know, all these young guys that we're talking about coming up, they are going to be on smaller deals. They're on their rookie deals. So, they're not going to be paying them too much money for a while, and that gives the Padres a lot of flexibility. It's a really big-time move for a team that's known to be more of a small-market team. They don't usually get the big-name free agents. Uh, Bob Nightingale reported that even the Padres brass was surprised by the signing, that they hadn't heard anything, and then the news broke that Manny Machado was signing this deal with the Padres, so... That just goes to show you how surprising it is that they went out and spent all this money. But I like it. You know, This is a team that's never won a World Series. San Diego Padres have never won a World Series in their history. And I think it shows you that their ownership wants to change that, that this means something to them. And they've shown that by going out and spending the most money in free agency over the last two years. I mean, they just locked down Machado for $300 million dollars. And I think they locked down Hosmer to somewhere between 140 and 170 million last year. So they're willing to spend the money. I think other teams will regret not going out and getting Machado. I think this is a great move for them. Now that Machado has signed, everybody's attention has kind of turned to Bryce Harper. Is he going to sign soon? Where is he going to go? Is he going to get more money? All these different questions going on, and we still don't have answers he might be the biggest winner of the Manny Machado signing because, you know, whoever's desperate of missing out on Machado, and I'm looking at the Phillies, I'm looking at the White Sox, they might want to go out and spend more money just to lock a guy like that down. He's a, also a 26-year-old superstar, former MVP, multi-time All-Star. There's You don't see guys on like this on, on the open market often. So they might be willing to throw extra money on him after... Uh, Missing out on one. Bryce won the staring match, and he's most likely going to get more money because of it. And we all know Scott Boris likes to get his players more money. So I think we are going to see him go above Giancarlo Stanton's contract at $325 million. Even if it's just $326, I think Bryce Harper wants to be the highest paid ever. So I think he will go above that. John Heyman also reported that Harper has turned down offers of $300 million, or even a little bit more than that over the last few weeks. So he's still looking to get exactly what he's looking for. He's still being nitpicky. There's still said to be at least five teams that are in touch with him. We can speculate on those guys, but we don't know for sure. I'm going to say Philly, San Francisco, and Washington are three of those teams. San Diego recently pulled out after people were speculating that they might still try and pursue Harper and get both big free agents. But they pulled out, and the White Sox were much more interest, interested in Manny Machado, so I don't know if they will pursue Bryce Harper as heavily. Most people believe the Phillies are the front runner still. However, SNY's Andy Martino reported that Harper was unsure about signing with Philly. I don't know why that is. Joel Sherman reported back way back in December that he w- wasn't really particularly fond of the city. It really just comes down to what he's looking for, as it does with any free agency signing. Does he want to compete? How much money does he want? Does he care that much about where he's living? You know, those kind of things that a person should take advantage when they're taking planning on moving, any kind of drop, job. I do think out of all the options that he has on the table that the Phillies do give him the best chance of being on a winning ball club, but, you know, the city of San Francisco is pretty nice, so who knows what he's thinking. Only him, his family, and Scott Boras. so... The Phillies are reportedly growing confident that they will sign Harper after the two sides half-ramped up discussions these past few days. I'm sure they freaked out a little bit after Manny signed, and they wanted to try and get a deal done. But teams like the Giants are definitely still pursuing him. Heyman's reported that the Giants brass aren't very optimistic, and we don't really know the rest of the teams that are involved for sure. I mean, Scott Boris could just be playing games saying that all these teams are interested, that there's stuff going on, to try and get the Phillies to bid against themselves, try and get the money up for Harper, because he does want that that big contract. So, who knows? We don't know behind-the-scenes stuff, but I'm sure we'll get a resolution to the whole Bryce Harper saga soon, I'm sure. Within the next week or so, we'll have a decision. Hopefully by next podcast. Who knows? It'll give me something to talk about. But we'll see. Now Bryce Harper and Manny Machado weren't the only two to suffer from a long, slow off season. There were plenty of other all-stars out on the market. And Mike Moustakis and Josh Harrison were the two of them. And they just got new contracts. Mike Moustakis, he re-upped with the Brewers. He's going back to Milwaukee on a one-year $10 million deal. There's a mutual option for a second year. And Moose had a very Mustakis type year. You know what you're getting with this guy. Um, he's going to hit around 250. He's going to hit around 30 home runs. And, I don't know, 90-plus RBIs, 80-plus RBIs. In 152 games last year, he hit 251, 28 home runs, and 95 RBIs. And he plays solid third base. He's not the best defender over there, but he's a very solid defender over there. He's kind of seen as like a blue-collar guy, which is why fans like him. And he seems like he has a focused demeanor. So it's a good piece to add to a team that made a run last year. They kind of retained all their pieces. And they look pretty solid going into the 2018, uh, 2019 season, you know, uh, 2018, 2019. I still get that stuff confused, you know. I'm still that person that's writing 18 and having to cross that out on uh, paper. But it's kind of a shame that a guy that does produce like this hasn't gotten somewhat of a longer-term deal. I mean, he's basically going year-to-year now. It, he Signed a one-year deal with the Royals last year before getting traded. I mean, this is a guy that set the Royals' single-season home run record in 2017. He hit 38 home runs. He's been an all-star a couple times. This is a talented player. It's a shame he hasn't gotten a longer deal. But it's a good move for the Brewers. Travis Shaw will probably move back to second base again. Which is a shame because he was playing a good third base for them. and He was a nice pickup for the Brewers. He really thrived over there. Played decent second base. I'm sure it sucks not to be in your natural position. But whatever is best for the team, these guys are probably willing to do. As for Josh Harrison... He's signing a one-year, $2 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. The 31-year-old became a free agent after the Pirates declined to pick up his option. He had a $10.5 million option, which isn't surprising for a guy like him. I mean, he had a down year last year, only hit about 250, only played about 93 games last season. He's 31 years old. Not that, not that crazy. He, Harrison spent his entire eight-year career in Pittsburgh, he appeared in two all-star games during that time. And he's a very versatile player. He's played second, third, short, and outfield. So he, you could kind of put him wherever you need to, fill in wherever you need him to. I would have really liked to see the Yankees sign him, but they went with D.J. LeMahieu, which, more talented player, a little less versatile. We'll see what he could do because I'm sure they'll have him over at uh, first and maybe third base a little bit. We'll see. I'm sure they're kind of trying to get him to be a utility guy. But Josh Harrison's a true utility guy. And he strikes me as more of a vocal guy, you know, which is good for a team like the Tigers. He instantly becomes one of the leaders for a rebuilding team like them. They're a very young team. I mean, they still have guys like Miguel Cabrera around. But never uh, never hurts to have a guy like Harrison to teach these younger guys. And if all it comes down to it, he's having a good year, you could always trade him for a couple prospects, see what they could get, maybe get something to help advance the rebuild. Good little move for Detroit. You can't go wrong with a guy like Harrison. Even if you're not planning on competing, doesn't hurt. So, we got some news this week. Hot stove is finally getting hot a little bit at the end of the offseason. But hopefully next week we'll have the biggest signing of the offseason and, yeah, have good stuff to talk about. Season's coming soon, guys. Oh, and D1 College ball back up and running. So if you're missing baseball, tune into some of that. But hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And that right there was the Grounds Crew, brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle.